0: I am Jeff Luther and the host of your new favorite podcast, The Inspector Alliance. This is where we'll peel back the curtain and get behind successful service industry businesses to see just what makes them tick. We're going to focus around the home inspection business. That's what I've built. I've owned it for a little over 20 years now, but we'll also include other service businesses that might parallel our ours, so we can learn more, and the more we know, the better off we are, right? All right back again for another fun episode of the Inspector Alliance. And this one is is like personally fun for me, this topic. Um, This is almost specific to home inspectors or home inspection, the profession, but I think can apply across the board to to business owners in your personal life as well. It's, um, we'll get deeper in this, but it's really more about mindset. It's almost philosophical but I I do have some suggestions and things that I've used in the past that will work. Um, for us in our profession, even the best home inspectors can go without business. Even the best home inspectors have to figure out how to find business, how to market, right? We can't just put a sign out that says we're the best home inspector and expect to get business. We have to earn it and we have to continue to earn it. And we do that by getting in front of folks by marketing. Um, you have to find a way to get your message out. So I run a, a multimillion dollar inspection company, a company that I started over 20 years ago. I'm I'm easy to find, I'm easy to get in touch with. So not a month will go by where I'm getting contacted by other professionals or other blossoming home inspectors in the business. And they wanna ask questions about specifically home inspection, the home inspection profession, the home inspection business. Um, and overwhelmingly, the majority of those questions are around marketing. Who do you market to? How do you market? What have you found to be the best marketing strategy? Um, a lot of times those questions are also around electronic marketing, um, AdWords, target marketing, social network marketing, things that uh, that we can sort of hide behind if you, if you see where I'm going with this. Um, so often I hear inspectors say that they can't market. So, so first, whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're probably right. That's, that's what I tell my kids. Um, But maybe it's more that they don't like to maybe it's uh, they don't like public speaking, they don't like being in front of an audience. Uh, They don't like going to events. Um, You know, I just want to inspect, I don't want to deal with the marketing. Those are things that I hear, I might hear them say, I don't enjoy teaching, you know, I would rather be doing I don't like standing around um so maybe let's talk about just a few small things that we can do to to try and help change this so inspectors that say they don't like marketing or they're not good at marketing one uh if you believe that you're good or you believe you aren't good that's where you live that's your living condition right so those of you that are listening and and i know there are a few listening that uh, that I'm speaking directly to, because part of this podcast is what you asked me to do. Um, but those of you that believe you're not good at marketing, I'm gonna challenge you for the next month, believe that you are good at marketing, see what happens, maybe nothing. Um, but before we tackle this specific issue, I wanna frame this, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm on this podcast, you know, kind of blowing hot air, so to speak, like this is easy. And I want to let you know that I understand that it's not. So let's say I'm about to go speak in front of 5,000 people. I use 5,000 as the threshold because that would probably make me nervous. Um, And I lean over to to one of my kids, like Wyatt is probably who I would say this to. And I say, wow, you know, I'm I'm really nervous. And Wyatt looks at me and goes, dad, don't be nervous. Oh! I never thought of that. Gee, thanks. You know, it doesn't work that way, right? Um, it's your mindset. You have to change your own mindset. People can't change that for you. So I want to reframe it. I know that it's not just, a, oh, he told me not to be nervous. Oh, he told me to believe I'm good at marketing. It is your mindset. So I have to reframe that mindset. Um, and So, you know, are you willing to see it different? I guess that's really the question. We have a tendency to give things meaning right? So we give things meaning. We give nervousness meaning. We give speaking in front of people meaning. It's meaning that we're going to be judged. There might be people that reject us or they may say no, or I should be nervous because they don't like my message. Whatever that is, we give things meaning. Can you ask yourself, could this have a different meaning? We've been taught that the message is stress is bad, right? Um, You have it and you run away from it. You want to avoid it but can we can we really say all stress is bad? Um, have you experienced situations where maybe you had some stress and it propelled you to another level? I, I know that I have uh, in 2008, 2009 2010 2008 was was probably the most stressful year in none of my business and those of you that were that were there um, good for you congratulations I'm glad that you're still here but boy, that was a bloody road wasn't it um, so in 2008 I had stress. And that propelled me to figure it out. And I killed it. I grew our business to the point that we couldn't keep up. Um, and I did it out of stress, out of, out of fear, out of anxiety, whatever you want to call it. But I used that stress to propel me to do great things. So stress is not necessarily bad. Um, a stress mindset is, is a frame right? And I was asked talking earlier about reframing this. Um, it's a frame or it's a lens in which you understand and view stress as enhancing, but not debilitating. So if we get into that stress mindset, all right, accepting the stress, taking the stress, um, you know, you feel your heart beating really fast or really hard, uh, that's your body saying, it's on, it's game time, it's, it's time to go. Um, then you can say, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for whatever it is. That's a stress enhancer, right? So it's, it's a mindset versus, oh my gosh, my, my heart's beating fast. Uh, you know, maybe my, my palms are sweaty. This is a bad thing. Uh, I I hope they're not going to call on me next. Um, I need to slow down I need to slow my heart rate down. I need to breathe. All the breathing is not bad. Trying to calm yourself is not bad. At the same time, maybe we can use those stress enhancers to push us forward, right? I, I am a, uh, competitive weightlifter. I'll use the term competitive uh, very loosely here. But when I go to the platform, I feel stress. I feel my heartbeat faster. I want that. I want that stress. I want that to push me for a heavier lift. I want that to push me for for that one and a half second. I want that stress. So I use that to push me. We want to use our, our bodily signals um, to give us a good message saying, okay, this, this is time. It's your time. Um, and I think, that if they, if they, I think that if we remind ourselves of that, like my palms are getting a little sweaty, that's okay. It's not a bad thing. But when, when we also maybe engage tools um, that we know we're not going to get hurt or cause us to run away, I think those are a positive thing. Um, and one of the things we can do with stress is notice it. Okay, I'm stressed right now. Well, why am I stressed right now? Um, what do I care about? Well, I care about doing well. I care about not being judged. Okay, well, why do I care about that? I care about that because I want to impress the people in this room. Okay, well, why do I want to impress the people in this room? Well, I want to impress the people in this room because I want to get more business. Ah, okay, why do you want to get more business? Now we're getting somewhere, right? Because I really love my job. I really love my company. I want to stay in it, okay? Well, why do you care about that? Um, Because I think I'm operating with purpose. Why do I, why do I, why do I, right? Keep going, why do I care about that? You're getting to the underlying reason of why, but you can use those stressors to get to that reason and also use that reason to avoid what what actually is causing you the stress, what you're nervous about. So we're almost diverting our attention. Um, Getting curious instead of getting nervous. What do I want out of this? Not what do I have to do? So oftentimes I will tell you uh, a lot, even even people in other businesses, people that I mentor, people in my peer group, people in uh, an organization that I coach. A lot of times we look at what we have to do not what we want to get, right? Oh my gosh, I have to go speak to these people. Mm, What do I want to get out of speaking to these people, right? And that reframes it, that that puts it into a totally different perspective. Um, So often as humans, we see just what it is that we have to do. So helping, so defining what I want out of something really helps me kind of define why I'm doing it. That helps push me. So I, and I, I've done it before, even uh, I teach continuing education to, to real estate agents. And there are some classes that I teach by demand, not, not by design, some classes that I teach that are incredibly boring that some agents just want. And also some brokers want their agents to have. I teach those classes and they, and they are three hours long. So there are some where I'm in the middle of that class, the audience is not engaged. There's no way to pull them back. I mean, to teach a three hour class on mold uh, is, is tough to do and keep it exciting. So I will think, okay, what am I going to do after this class? And sometimes I'll find fun things to do before I have that class booked so that I know what I'm gonna do after that class. Um, what am I gonna do fun after that class? Ha- that will help kind of divert my attention, change my mind and propel me to think about something else. And it works. Um, I was coaching little league baseball, this is probably oh gosh, I don't know, it's been uh, seven years ago. So, um, and this was the first year of kid pitch. So we had kid pitch, um, which those of you out there that have that have either coached or uh, had one of your kids on a little league team on the first year they do kid pitch. Uh, very few kids are natural pitchers, right? So you your constant rotation is in and out of pitching and every kid on the team wants to pitch. Uh, so I had a kid that, uh, that did not want to pitch, and we had rotated through just about every kid. We had some some makeup games, and I had to put a kid in to pitch uh, middle of the game that absolutely did not want to. Wasn't great at it, but was good enough to be on the mound, but he did not want to pitch. So he's up there. The first few pitches that he throws, I, they were they were so bad. So I called time. I go out to the mound. And now he's crying. He does not want to be there. Doesn't like the spotlight. Um, Clearly upset. And I was just like, dude, I mean, you're here. We need you. And can you help us out? Can you stay in? He's like, you know, I really don't want to. I said, all right, do me a favor. I'm going to ask you to throw two more pitches, but here's what I need you to do. What are you going to do after the game? It's a Saturday. Then what are you going to do after the game? Well, I'm going to play Minecraft. It's like, all right, so you're going to go home, change your clothes, play Minecraft. It's going to be awesome, right? Probably get a snack. Yeah, I want to play Minecraft. All right, here's what I want you to think about. I need you to throw the ball to the catcher, and I want you to think about playing Minecraft. You're going to be done with this, and you'll be at home playing Minecraft, and it's going to be awesome. And he pitched the full inning. So it was actually really cool, and he was excited. He was glad that he did it. But it was just changing the frame, right? Changing that mindset. Think about what you want to get out of something, not necessarily what you have to do. Um, so try it. See if that works for you. The next time you, you have a marketing opportunity and you think, oh gosh, you know, fear sets in and I don't want to do it because I'll be nervous. I'll be good at it. Say yes. And then I'm going to challenge you. What do you want to get out of it? Not, I want to get 20 minutes out of it. What do you want to get out of it? I wanna get business out of it. Oh, well, okay. Why do you wanna get business out of it? Well, because I, I want to earn income. Ah, okay. Why is that important to you? What's important to me because I wanna pay uh, my mortgage. Okay, well, why is that important to you? What's important to me because I wanna have a place for my family to live. Ah, okay, now we're getting someplace. Is it important to you maybe because you want your family to see you succeed? Is it important because you want to do well for your family? Is it important because you want to contribute to your child's 529 plan? Getting specific, then I'm gonna challenge you to dream. And this is your dream, so dream big, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be things, but what do I want to get out of this? I wanna buy a second home. I wanna fly private. Um, I wanna send my kids to a private college. I wanna buy a yacht. I don't know, people do it all the time, right? People are buying yachts and flying private in front of the plane and going on vacations. It doesn't have to be things, but you know, maybe think what would I like my kids to see me do? What would I like my spouse to see me do? What would I like my partner to see me do? What would I like my parents to see me do? What do I want to get out of this? And it could be, I want to take my family on a vacation once a quarter, not necessarily once a year. But when you start to get deep and figure out what it is that you want, maybe you can change that paradigm a bit Maybe you can reframe it, um, and try to edge off some of that nervousness and change your mindset from, I'm not good at marketing to I'm phenomenal at marketing. I'm unstoppable at marketing. I'm a marketing machine. Um, Maybe it changes things a little bit. Probably went a little deep here, but I love this sort of discussion. And I think that our mindset is is a huge part in our our living conditions. Um, Just ask Mel Selka, she'll tell you. Thanks for listening. Um, If you like what you hear, click that follow button down there at the bottom and uh, we'll keep putting out good content. And I'm listening to your suggestions, obviously. So let's keep going. Um, for those of you out there that say you're not good at marketing, let's reframe it a bit. And uh, I am in your corner and I am cheering loud. So here's to me cheering you on. And until next time.